Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And welcome into the Tiger Woods Show right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Cam Rogers coming at you. I'm alongside Bridget Whalen. As always, we thank you for tuning into this program. It's the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational out there in Memphis, Tennessee this week. A stacked field as always at these WGCs. So Bridget and I will talk about the storylines for this week and then get into our betting cards giving you guys advice out there in terms of where to put your cash down as you use our friends at bet online as an administrative announcement here on this show, we are going through a little bit of a rebrand, especially with tiger woods on the sidelines for quite some time. We will be dabbling in with more betting content for you guys out there. Obviously there is a lot of momentum in that part of the industry And so we want to give you guys advice in terms of where we are throwing our cash down via bet online. So yes, if you're into sports betting, that online is where you should go to win money today, whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship bet online has all of the latest odds, news, and information for all of your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so it's the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational this week, ladies and gentlemen. Bridget, let's talk about some storylines this week. I want to start off with this whole narrative about fatigue being a factor. There's been a lot of travel within the PGA tour over the course of the last month, especially for guys who went to the Scottish open and then the open championship and then the three M open here in the United States and then back out there to the Olympics. And now we're back in the States. So it's a lot. And I wonder how much fatigue is going to be a factor for somebody like a Justin Thomas or Patrick Reed who have played a lot of golf lately. Well, hi, thanks for welcoming me onto the pod. Um, Fatigue. So here's my thing about that. Golf has always been a wraparound sport, right? Like there's no off time. And if you're a guy like Justin Thomas, who recently has talked about playing some golf in the fall because he doesn't like getting back into golf after taking too much time off, then you're used to being fatigued. Like maybe your best golf comes out of being fatigued because if you're like trending or looking for something or finding something, and then you take a week off and then do start all over again. Like, I really don't know how that works. So I am like fatigue doesn't exist in golf. It's not like a strenuous exerted sport. Now. I mean, a little bit in the sense of maybe mental taxing, but unless you have a rigorous hilly course, which I did actually hear that, um, I'm just gonna say the the course in the Olympics because I don't wanna mess up the pronunciation. It was 
like a trek a little bit. But unless you're like doing that time and time again, these guys are young. So like, give me a break, fatigue, come on. Well, it becomes a relative game because, right, if we're talking about a Justin Thomas as compared to a Jordan Spieth who is well-rested since the Open Championship, does that become a factor at all? And again, there's no data to really analyze. I guess you could go back and look at players after an Open Championship or players after Rio back in 2016 and how they performed, but it's a small sample size, but you know, it is worth sort of monitoring here and we'll see how it all shakes out this week. No cut event, by the way, here at TPC Southwind. The course is a par 70, 7,200 yards, relatively long for a par 70 Bermuda greens, short field. Obviously there's an emphasis on birdie makers when you have these no cut events and the problem when you're analyzing the betting board this week is that Bridget, you could sprinkle your money at like the first 10 players on the board. There's an argument for all of them to win this week. Daniel Berger, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Xander Schauffele, the list goes on. So it becomes this difficult task of taking a stand on the favorites, whether you're going in the positive direction or whether you're going in the negative direction because you can't put your money everywhere. Yeah, that's fair. I, so I'm reverting back to fatigue for one more thing. Sure. Don't you think that sometimes time off though does more harm than good? And like you referenced Jordan, which I think is hilarious because he usually plays the best when he doesn't take time off, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so for me, it's it's funny to think of like, the exertion being that they, they, if you make the cut, you play golf a week straight and then you get right back out, right? Like you, you travel Sunday night or Monday or whatever it is. And then you start, it's, it's literally like ground, Groundhog's Day mm -hmm. golf tournaments. But my thing is if, if you're hot, if like you're on fire, like, so Justin Thomas, he may be a little concerned right now, right? Because he's not playing his best golf. He really hasn't played his best golf since the players. I mean, is this now the Justin Thomas podcast? Maybe it could be <laughs> it could, very well. We're rebranding and we're testing things out. Um, so <laughs> believe in Justin Thomas. Exactly. So <laughs> for me, it's, it's interesting for a guy like him where it's like, okay, maybe a little respite might bode well for you. Maybe that's your problem. But then I get into that like weird cycle where there's just some guys who I feel like Sung JM who just, and, and he's playing to play. Like I understand he, he's kind of on a clock, but stuff like that where you might pop off like on your fourth week straight more so than like you're going to get so exhausted and then continue to play i think if that was the case then you wouldn't push yourself to play so often like tiger he's very calculated his whole he was very calculated his whole career on how many and what events he he teed it up at um and that was probably because that's what worked for him now, not every golfer is that way. I look at someone like Ricky Fowler, who I, I think just has been off a lot, whether it's, it's his game is off, he's taken time off, things, life events have happened, he got married, his wife is now pregnant, like just stuff is happening. And by happenstance, like he's also really not playing as much golf. 
Is that serving him well? I'm not sure. So my thing about fatigue in golf, I think because it's so mentally taxing and strenuous that if your mental game isn't fatigued, your physical, your physicality won't be fatigued, if that makes sense. Yeah, look, I mean, this storyline is not unique to golf either, Bridget. I remember, you know, before the NFL playoffs, the big question is, oh my God, the Ravens are the number one seed and they have that week off. Would you rather have momentum going into the playoffs or have that week off? And a lot of times we've seen that momentum sort of caters to success in the NFL playoffs. Just ask the New York Giants, Bridget, right? They made their Super Bowl runs as wild cards, right? And not getting that first round by. So they're are two schools of thought always, and there's never one perfect way to go about it. So that is all to say, folks, factor it in a little bit, but don't totally fade Justin Thomas and Xander Schauffele <laughs> solely because they played last week. So That's right. <laughs> I just totally steamrolled that, got back on the fatigue train. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's true. And an important thing to talk about here as we're handicapping, right. Bryson DeChambeau, another guy that's is polarizing and worthy of discussion here. He's a big storyline for me as well, coming off of that COVID positive test, Bridget. And let's face it, he just has not been very good since winning the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. And yet he's still pretty high up there in the odds board, according to really most of the sports books out there, but certainly bet online as well. He is currently 28 to one actually, which is a little bit longer than what I expected. He's right around Scotty Scheffler and Paul Casey, but what do we make of Bryson DeChambeau coming off COVID? And what do we make of this season? Really? How do we encapsulate his year since the U S open back in 2020? Hey, he won at API. Oh my gosh. That's right. He did. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's give him a little sign. And he drove it over. The lake, that was like, <laughs> I love Bryson. Two-time so. winner on tour, yes. <laughs> but aside from those two wins. Yes, 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 yes. Um, okay, so here's my thing about Bryson, and this is where it gets tricky about betting on Bryson, which don't bet on Bryson would be my advice. The thing is he could pop off, right? Like when he popped off at Wingfoot, everyone was shocked. Everyone was like, well, that came out of nowhere. He is always working on his game. He is hard to predict. He is more unpredictable than a normal golfer, in my opinion. And I do think that now he's experimenting with putting. So like he went, he was experimenting with driving. He's experimenting with putting. I think that he is, if you're like into taking risks, I think that Bryson is definitely your guy coming off of COVID. I'm, I'm not really too concerned. I don't know how sick he got. Um, I I do think a little rest for Bryson is actually good because I do think that he is a player who pushes himself to the limit, just like in all ways, ways, shapes, and forms. So uh, looking at Bryson, I would say he'd be someone not high on my list of, of guys I'm going to watch this week. You know, I also think it's a good thing that Bryson hasn't played since the Open Championship because it allowed the news cycle to die down on him just a little bit after the whole driver comments earlier in that week at the Open Championship. Yep. Not talking about him so much. He let the Olympics come and go, right? And so... He's sort of just flying under the radar, 28 to one. I mean, that's not a typical Bryson number, Bridget. Typically he's in the teens. Right. Hey, everyone needs to get, you know, get, get a little faded in in their time. I will say there is value there at 28 to one, but I don't have the guts to go with Bryson DeChambeau this week. Clearly you don't either. 
guts. (laughs) That's what it takes. That is a great word. That's Bryson takes guts in all, in all facets. (laughs) He himself. (laughs) That's a good one. Um, all right. So Bryson's there at 28 to one. I hate to get back on Justin Thomas here, but let's talk about Justin Thomas because let's face it, Bridget, since the players championship, it's just been one big giant shoulder shrug, like no top tens, his best performance T 13 at the Valspar championship. We're talking about PGA tour here. He was T 22 at the Olympics. Yep. What's going on? I mean, he's a guy that we love to cheer on. He's been one of the elite iron players for the last few years on the PGA tour, but it looks like Colin Morikawa can hold that mantle at least right now. What is but his position for that? For in him? terms of strokes gained approach on the season, he is fifth. Okay. So, you know, he's typically second or first. So Will Zalatoris is sixth right now, and Will hasn't played all that great. So I think it has to be a little bit skewed to earlier in the year, Bridget, in terms of this data right now. Within the last 24 rounds, for instance, I'm sure it's a different ranking. I think JT is lower, probably towards like 30 or something within the last 24 rounds on tour. But yeah, I mean, so what's the deal? And do you have any inkling in terms of how he's going to play this week? Honestly, so we talk about this all the time, right? Like, what's the deal? Sometimes it's just nobody, not even they know. Like, and that's kind of where I sit. I have, I literally have zero inkling. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Think golf is a game where I feel like things that happen outside of golf are also not recognized, where it's like, Oh, Rory is, is playing, you know, poorly. And and like, that's so unRory like, um, where it's like, yeah, but at at some point in time, everyone's going to experience that. And that's where I think getting into the scheme of, of saying in recent times, it's so hard to say because at any moment they could win. So I I don't know. It's for me to go off of recent, like that's something that, we, I think you and I both don't really do. We don't really look to like their recent track record when determining. Um, we sort of go like course by course, case by case. And I think that that's kind of in the betting world, that's sort of how you're going to make your bread and butter. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody who's playing well right now is what? Atop the board in terms right. of the odds out there. And obviously that's less value. So Justin Thomas at 20 to one, he's actually shorter than Daniel Berger, who's 22 to one, but spoiler alert, JT is not in either of our betting cards for this week. Then just putting a bow on the PGA tour schedule release, Bridget, I don't have too many takeaways for the 2021, 2022 campaign aside from, I think it's interesting that they're starting to phase out the WGCs. TPC Southwind will be part of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Yep. There will be a tournament at TPC Potomac, not too far from me, Wells Fargo. I'm excited to look into that. But other than that, it's just, you know, solid stuff. It's interesting for me. I really loved match play. Um, So, and the thing is, I love different, right? Like, it was a little bit of a shocker to see that one go, to be totally honest, and kind of upset about it. Um, all all things aside, though, I understand the impetus for this to happen, and I get it. Uh, and I get 
I mean, with the PLG, I understand why it's happening. Money is so grandiose, like in golf, that things you have to come together and band together. I understand that. It's just, I really love the WGCs. Like I'm a weirdo. Like I love WGC Mexico. I love Chalputepec. Like I just, I'm like a WGC girl. Like I get hyped for those. Like I do the majors. So. so let me just chime in here real quick. It looks like the match play is still on. The oh, Mexico is? is no longer. I think that's what you were thinking. I knew it was one of them. Yeah. Oh, great. So okay. you're good. Well, no, that's also not good. <laughs> well, at least like you still have the match play. I guess. But they are phasing out these WGCs, it seems. Match play is still on, but that's not any better because I love them both. I really love the course that Mexico's played on. I just think that those to me are like almost as high level as the majors, at least as a, a golf fan. So just a little bummed. I am excited to see a lot of local golf courses here in the mid Atlantic Northeast. You have the U.S. Open at Brookline, which will be not too far for you, Bridget, in terms of travel. If you go up to Connecticut, you have a tournament in Wilmington, Delaware, which is about two hours from me for the BMW championship. So I'm excited about that. Like I said, TPC Potomac travelers is right after the U S open this year. Yep. So that's easy, actual travel for the players. And I think that could lead to a good field for the travelers actually. So yeah, I think there's some interesting takeaways here, but nothing too, too crazy overall. So that's the deal with that. We have the schedule for next year. Let's talk about our betting cards for this week, Bridget. I have the odds for your picks as well written down here. So what I think we can do is go category by category at the same time, right? So we can start with our outright picks, okay. which are our picks to win, and we'll go down the line here. So I'll start with the outright. Okay. And I have Paul Casey winning. I had him taking the gold last week, played pretty well at the Olympics, fourth place. He's the second best iron player in this field, fifth best in ball striking, fifth in greens and regulation all over the last 24 rounds. Hasn't missed a cut since October. Actually, he's only missed one since October, which speaks to his consistency. Hasn't finished outside the top 40 since April. The only issue sometimes with Paul Casey is his win equity, but mm -hmm. he's still a proven winner on the PGA Tour. And so I'm going to go with him. His odds right now, 33 to 1 on Bet Online. Okay, you're you're on the Paul Casey train. I am. I'm going to start my uh, my pick, my, my starter, is Scotty Scheffler. He played – he hit it well last year here. Um I think for me, Scotty Scheffler should be winning more than he is. He is like so frustrating to me. He's, he kind of is on like a level of, and I would have, I, I mean, I, I'm going to put him on the Tony Finau level for me. Mm. His form is always great. And he seems to play better in stronger fields. Like he really does. Um, he's racked up top tens in four of his last five starts on tour. So, and he played well in the majors. I think he's, I always think he's close to breaking through. He literally, he, 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 he's like my Tony Finau because I'm, I am a huge Scotty swing fan. So like, I enjoy watching Scotty and I'm picking him to win this week. So in 2021, obviously 
four major championships and two WGC so far. Scotty Scheffler has been inside the top 10 and let's do the math here to <laughs> five, five out of six. Wow. See what I tell you? Big five fields. out of six. Big fields. And he was T18 at the Masters. He's a big stage guy. He really is a big stage guy. And that's why, I, and t- again, Tony Finau, Xander Shoffley, these are all big stage guys who mm-hmm. should have so many more wins than they do. Congrats to Xander on gold, but he his resume should be littered with victories. So Scotty Scheffler is 28 to one to get it done. Actually, he's now 25 to one. So that number got a little bit shorter oh. on Bet Online. So there you go. People are throwing some money down on him. All right, let's talk about our top 10 selections. So you have two, I have two. I'll say my two here. I'm going McElroy plus 190 to get it done. He played really well last week at the Olympics. He's really a tough one for me to get right, honestly, Bridget, because whenever I pick him, I'm wrong. And whenever I don't, I'm wrong. <laughs> but look, the iron game is there. He was T4 at this event back in 2019 with a second round 62. Obviously, we know he can light it up at no-cut events. Really good birdie maker as well. So I think McElroy is a shoe-in for top 10. We'll see what happens with him. I will stick with the Irish theme for a top 10 here. Shane Lowry, plus 335. Look, Shane has played well. Gained strokes on approach in 10 straight events. And he's been T23, T12, T22 in his last three starts worldwide. He was T6 here last year. One of the better WGC no-cut event players out there as well. He's a big game hunter in my opinion. So Shane Lowry for a top 10. And those are my guys this week. Okay, so for my first top 10, it's purely 100% due to the Olympics. He caught my eye for some reason, like literally the whole time in Tokyo. I have no idea why it's Abe answer. He came in, I think 14th place at the Olympics. So like not even a top 10, I just got kind of like entranced by his play. And I just, I was like, wow, like he, he looks like he's striking it so great. Like his putting stroke looked great. I kind of just like got sort of enamored with Abe answer. So Abraham, Abraham answer is one of my top tens. My next top 10. This is, is a Kevin- bomb here, Bridget. <laughs> the the <laughs> number on this one is big time long. Really? Okay. All right. Well, this is because he was off last week and I feel like this, and we were just talking about rested. This is a guy who I feel like plays really well when he's, he's rested. It's Kevin Kisner. And he also does well when the field is stacked. I think he, I mean, he won match play. He's a WGC stalwart kind of. So for me, he kind of shines at the WGCs. So Kevin Kisner is my other top 10. All right. So Abraham answer plus 275. Kevin Kisner is plus 700. All right. So a $10 bet would pay out 70 bucks if Kevin Kisner makes it inside the top 10. So So y'all take my (laughs) pick. Like I'm going to make you money here. All right, so there you go. Let's talk about top 20s this week. And the problem with top 20s really is that you're not going to get great numbers out there because the field is so much shorter that the odds really are pretty short as well. But here we go. Corey Connors, top 20, ho-hum, plus 125. Just an immaculate ball striker. Played well at the Olympics. Another top 20 finish. Actually, top 15, even better. 
And so I think he's just going to continue to cruise on. He's doing his thing, making cuts, and his iron game continues to be elite. So I think that shows up this week at TPC Southwind. And then speaking of iron game, top 20, Sergio Garcia plus 150. This guy has been absolutely on fire, T to green, third best in ball striking over the last 24 rounds. The only problem is he's losing like seven strokes with his putter. If he can just like lose two, then we would be happy with that because I think a top 20, he might not be happy, but a top 20 would be in the realm of possibility there because he's just been so good tee to green. So like I said, shorter numbers here, Bridget, not going too far down the board here, but Connors and Garcia for a top 20. Okay, my top 20s. I'm going to start with Matt Fitzpatrick. Only he and Brooks have two top seven finishes at the FedEx St. Jude Invitational each of the last two years. Fitzpatrick was fourth in 2019 and sixth last year. Matthew Fitzpatrick, for me, is a player that he is, is kind of a little bit of horse for a course. And I think that it's hysterical, the comments that he made about Bryson, because I think that was almost like he was projecting. I'm just going to put that out there. Hmm. But anyway, he is one of my top 20s this week. My other top 20 is a little bit because just what I saw with my own two eyes. When I um, attended the Travelers here in Connecticut, I had my eye on Harris English, uh, who wound up taking the trophy. But I had my eye on him, not on Sunday. Um, and I've kind of just been like waiting to pick him. And so this is the week I'm going with him. Another guy, I'm sort of like riddling you with guys who show up on bigger stages and kind of like surprise people where it's like, wow, Harris English is playing well at Augusta. Um, didn't see that coming. And it's like, you didn't. So he, he's my other guy that I'm going for a top 20. Yeah. Two wins on tour this year, century tournament of champions and the travelers obviously played yep. well out at Torrey Pines. You were out there. He was third at the U S open. So good stuff there for Harris English. We'll see what happens with him. He is plus 140. Matt Fitzpatrick is plus 100. So essentially even money there. All right, and then we have a prop, top American this week. And <laughs> this one's tougher, obviously, because you're essentially picking from the cream of the crop again, like the outright market. But this is more of just the price is too good not to throw some money down play. And it's Tony Fee now, 25 to one to be the top American. I'm not gonna throw stats or data out at you guys right now, I'm just going to say it is worth a sprinkle. He is a premier driver of the golf ball. He can make a ton of birdies when he wants to. He can show up at major championships. I think that translates to WGC events as well. Not a lot of logic other than it's worth a play because the price is too good to pass up. So I like Tony Fee now there for top American. So um, I'm going with the, uh, the obvious top American pick here. That is Daniel Berger. Um, he's a two-time winner of the event. And for me, <laughs> I talk about him every week, do I not? He is always at the top of my list. But I do think his recent form is good. Like he's made a, he's made a lot of cuts recently. So I, I'm just looking at him as he's... He actually should have, you know what? I should have picked him as my outright. Like he's, he's, he's who I wanted to pick. I'm not going to flip flop now. I'm sticking with Scotty, 
but this is kind of his, this is his deal, you know? Yeah, two-time winner at TPC Southwind, played well here last year, 14-1 to to be the top American. By the way, the favorite in that category is Colin Morikawa, obviously, plus 750. And just for context again with Tony Finau, he is surrounded by Patrick Reed, who's played like 10 straight events, and Brian Harmon at 28-1. to So, I mean, again, Tony Finau, I think the better player, at least compared to Brian Harmon, for instance. So... Okay. I do have a question. Who has three victories on one course? Let's Is this a quiz or just a general? No, quiz? I'm trying to think. Like, d- did Bubba, how many times has Bubba won? The, the Travelers? Travelers, yeah. It could be three. And then Genesis, is it two or three? I feel like he's obviously a horse for a course. And he, the is. he is. He loves Riviera. He loves oh, Cromwell, geez. Connecticut, and the Masters. I'm trying to think. I'm like, I mean, imagine this would be his third victory on this course since 2015. That's Daniel Berger. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be astounding. Yeah. There you he, go. He is a horse for TPC Southwind. There's no doubt about it. All right. So in terms of money tally, Bridget, we could continue with that with our outright selections. Obviously, no money last week with the Olympics. So your lead is still astronomical 2.7 million dollars and we'll see how the rest of the picks shake out this week yeah i mean i'm excited this is our first go around at this i think we did pretty well i think we did yeah and we of course have to workshop a new name a little bit change up the artwork and all that but we'll kick around some ideas there but don't worry folks tiger is still number one in our hearts we'll still keep you updated as needed but i mean justin thomas Kind of sneaking into mine, but anyway, that's just in Thomas, yeah, exactly. All right, well, good luck to everybody out there with their bets. Bridget and I will talk to you guys next week as the PGA Tour season continues along. We will uh, talk to you guys next Tuesday or Wednesday. Bridget, always a pleasure. This is Cam Rogers coming at you. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.